Good morning. It's Monday. First Monday in April. Monday, April 3rd. I'm trying to get all my windows in, in place and blah, blah, blah. I'm on Transpider. Um, yeah. Let's look at quarterly. <laughs> First quarter's over. What killed it? QQQ. QQQ absolutely killed it. I mean, you're up, what, 21% in the first quarter? SPY was up 7%. IWM, 2%. Dow Jones up less than 1%. Where do you want to be invested? QQQ. Um, ironically, I did this, uh, this chart just about a week ago where I said, hey, XLE and XLF are beaten down. So XLK, which is technology, is up 22% in the quarter. Your S&P was up 7% again. Your XLE is down 1%. Your XLF is down 6%. Well, XLF, you have a banking crisis. That's why that one's down. XLE, you just have crazy manipulation of oil. And I said, hey, uh, we've got some crazy manipulation of oil. Uh, I do think that you've got an ability to, uh, to invest. I brought up names, Devon. I brought up names like Oxy. I brought up names like Chevron. Uh, over the weekend, Saudi Arabia and other OPEC oil producers announced further oil output cuts of around 1.16 million barrels per day in a surprise move, per, surprise move that analysts said would cause an immediate rise in prices and the United States called inadvisable. So Biden can't do the emergency petroleum reserve, the strategic uh, SPR, strategic petroleum reserve. Uh, they said they wanted under $60 a barrel. Well, analysts are calling for over $100 a barrel. What does that mean? Well, how can you trade it? Well, I would go into the, you know, the Devons, the COP. If you want uh, the list of which ones I trade slash own, it's in TrendSpider. I have an oil list, uh, an energy names list that I have out there. I've shared it on YouTube with the chart. I have shared it in the uh, private Facebook group. I've shared it all over the place. It's got a ton of names that are way up today. Um, it's got uh, Exxon, XOM, COP, ConocoPhillips, Devon, DVN, Oxy, CVX. Oh, by the way, with Devon in regards, if you bought Devon, and you held it, and you just held it through the ex-dividend date of a couple of weeks ago or last week, you got paid out on Friday. Well, guess what? You're up 6% from that purchase if you reinvested the dividends. We all got purchased on Friday. Boom. So CVX, which is Chevron, Fang, which is Diamondback, uh, Viper or Venom, V-N-O-M. <laughs> I call it Venom just because it's the PXD. Your boy bought it at 208. It got all the way down to... Uh, 198, 193 was the actual purchase on the, uh, the algorithm. Well, you're at 214. The XLE alone is up 4%. MRO is another one. NXE, OIH, Boyle, KOLD, LNG, Halliburton, SLB, SHEL, CHRD, which is, what's that? Cord Energy. It's a small cap. Arch, which is, this is uh, uh, coal, BTU is coal, LAC, you know, you get the idea. What's a big one that you could buy to trade oil? And that is actually up 10%. We talk about boil and KOLD with natural gas. And I think I brought this one up before, but UCO and SCO up 
short. So UCO is when it goes up, this one is up 10%. It's at 29.19. I know I brought this up because it's in my list. You've got this descending triangle, just this, this kind of wedge that is just going down. Well, it's broken out. Is it too late to get in? Probably not. I mean, I think on anything under 30 at this point, I think you're looking at, at a fairly good um, a trade. This is not an investment. It's one of these triple levered ETFs that loses value. So you do not want to invest in this. Um, but this is the big story of the day. You've got uh, China, which is just starting to open up, and Russian oil coming off the market. You've got a lot. Again, it's macroeconomics. Oil is going to go up. The reason oil has gone down is because there's a fear that uh, we are heading into recession. And the fear that we're heading into recession always will drive commodities, specifically oil, down. But UCO and SCO are great ways to trade this. If you want to know the price of oil, go to the home screen on Finviz and just go to the bottom left. You'll see it. It's at $80. This was at $70 earlier last week. Uh, the Biden administration didn't want to refill the strategic, strategic reserve until it got down to 60, got down to 65, never got to 60. And what does, oil, uh, what does OPEC do when, uh, you know, the, the U.S. is down? They just, they buy, you know, they, they cut the oil. Uh, in reverse, boil has taken a huge hit. Uh, we talked about boil going possibly down to $2. That's probably where it's going. It is down 11%. KOLD is up 12%. So you want to be careful. This is a great point. We're in this shoulder season, and I don't think that natural gas starts to actually move in the direction of upwards from an overall perspective until probably the summer where Europe starts uh, filling up their emergency reserves. So. Um, you know, again, take a look. What you want to what you want to know is either XLK is going to come down to meet these, or these bottom ones are going to come up to meet at, at some point in time. You can see over one year. Look at how XLE is outperforming. Uh, look at the three year how XLE is outperforming, uh, and it's all based on last year. Uh, five year, the XLK is destroying all of them. XLK is up 134%. The S&P is up 57%. This is five years. XLE is only up 26%. XLF is up 17%. So it's been clear which sector you want it to be in the long term. In the short term, year to date, look at the XLK. That's where you're at. So what's got the opportunity to move up? Look at the six month. XLK up 27%. XLE up 15%. So you still have an ability to move down, but again, I, I kind of look at it as not as an opportunity. Um, so uh, that is that. Tesla is in our core portfolio as well. They announced deliveries. You can read up all about these deliveries. They they beat the street. The problem is that the the stock going into these delivery this delivery beat, you had a buy in here March sixteenth at one eighty. Uh, I had said that this this gap down here at 155 to 147 was what I was looking at, but the gap up here at 255 to 265 is just as strong. So it didn't go down to the 150. It hit the 180, and then you saw it just 
take off to the 200s. Um, and it's at 207 in pre-market. It's at 200. It's down 3%. I think if you can get this under 200, I think for a long-term buy, you're doing well. Uh, you know, Tesla ain't going anywhere. They're delivering cars. They're expanding their factories. Um, they've got one opening up in Mexico sometime in the near future. They have China expanding. Berlin is now producing a ton uh, of, of automotives. Uh, Texas factory is producing 4,000 a month. So you've got a huge, huge explosion. Uh, if they can continue to deliver, and, and they said they, they, I think they made 420,000 and they delivered something like 440,000. I could get that wrong. But again, re read it. I just, in my mind, I, you know, the, again, the car is so good uh, at, at understanding stuff. If you get autopilot correct, um, you know, right now it's, it's the best tech out there. Uh, GM Cruise is coming up. But do you think GM is actually a well-run company? I don't. I'd trade GM. I don't own GM. I trade it. So you can take a look at GM stock, 35.22. Eh, it's going to come up to the 200-day, probably at 37. You're trading at 36. And eh, there's nothing exciting there. They're going to announce that they delivered 10 uh, electric vehicles over, over the quarter. And that's it. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. XLE. April seasonality for... Um, April seasonality for QQQ. Let's go back to this. This is what I wanted to look at. If we go to QQQ and we take a look at the seasonality chart uh, within uh, TrendSpider and we go to, let's go back to, we'll go back, what, 19 years, 24 years. And we look at April. March was a good one for QQQ, 67%. Okay, 67% win. 63% in April. So you've gotten a 63% chance of QQQ being up. These are the two best months next to July uh, and October and, and November. So I think QQQ has, has the ability. How do you want to play QQQ? Well, TQQ probably is your best bet. TQQQ is the triple levered ETF. Um, you've got 2217 was the buy and you're trading at 2826. I don't see that, you know, this was the, the button hook that I always talk about. I don't see it button hooking. I see it continuing. So um, trade that with how, however you might think it goes. Okay, sorry. I got distracted. Um, let's, move, let's move to SPY. And SPY, if you look at SPY and we look at the seasonality on SPY, boom, 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 boom. This goes back 75%. Wow. Only better month is November. So you might be in for a good seasonality wise. Uh, April might be a good one for SPY. Um, let's look at do, 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 IWM, which is small caps, uh, small and mid caps. And you look at the seasonality for this one. Wow. 68%. So you've got May 68% as well. 70% October and November are the only better months. So seasonally, you can see going back 23 years, um, you've got opportunities in these things. And, and I think if you want to, you know, we talk about my weekly stock picks, which I'm going to bring up next.
but my weekly stock picks talked about the, the, the weekly ones. I think on a monthly basis, you could even look at these and say, yeah, let me roll the dice. These, remember, it's trades. Um, I don't consider, if you want to buy SPY, if you want to buy QQQ, if you want to buy those things, in my mind, I think those are buy and hold uh, for more than a year just from tax purposes. If you buy them in your retirement, we went over the retirement last week, but um, if you buy them in your retirement, you do buy and hold them. But again, I, I, I think seasonally, we're in a fairly strong uh, place. Before I get to my, my weekly stock pick, I want to announce there's new sponsors for the podcast. Uh, Reese's and Scott's Lawn. If you go on Spotify, I, I was shocked. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, I think, is a sponsor, and, and Scott's Lawn. You guys probably eat a lot of chocolate like I do and care about your lawn. So take a look. I mean, you know, if you're in another country and you're listening, email me. Let me know what, or just send a message. Let me know what the sponsor is. I know in Mexico it's Melly, and Melly's stock has been killing it. Um, I mean, I think I brought this one up. I don't think it's in our core portfolio. Probably should be, just based on how it's performing. I mean, look, it's at 13, 13, 18 is where it's at. The algorithm had you buy in at 12, 14. And that was just last week at 12, 14. And it's at 13, 18. It has absolutely exploded. But from a stock standpoint, uh, from a sponsor standpoint, that's it. Uh, My own personal sponsors are uh, visible. If you're paying more than $30 a month for your phone bill, take a look at the link down below. I'll save you $20 off your first month. Uh, and I have it for $25 a month. So I basically, your first month would be $5. Makes no sense not to get an eSIM at least and just pay $5 for your first month. Um, that's it. Try it out. Keep it with the SIM in your, your phone and use, just use it as a second number for your eSIM. And then once the eSIM works and you like it for you know the next $25, again, if you're paying any more than 30, 30 bucks a month, you absolutely should switch over. Um, second sponsor is TrendSpider, uh, and they are the charts that I obviously show. 25%, I think they had a 35% off April, um, uh, 35% off sale for April Fools uh, this weekend. So again, if you take advantage of any sale that they have, just email me. Uh, as long as you're on TrendSpider, send me your email address. I'll give you my algorithm. I'll give you the scans that I use. I'll give you the, the watch list that I have, give you everything that I have. Um, there is nothing off limits. As long as I can move you over to the program that I have, then I can share everything with you. Just send me an email. So if you ever get a 50% off or anything of that sort, just send me the email address that you sign up for. Once I confirm that you're a paying customer, boom, you get everything. Um, let's talk about my weekly stock pick. You know what it is this week? It's your boy's favorite, Apple. AAPL. Um, this is one that we've been in since 150. 153, you're trading at 164. Now, do I think it's, this is what's crazy. I I am not a fan of Apple at these levels without some type of catalyst actually moving it. Um, One of the things that I personally think is going on, and you can see this, I don't even know what this R is, but this is the trend line right here that hit um, HR. I don't know. Can I see what that is? Won't even tell me. but if you go to Finviz, that's the chart that I'm looking at right now. And the PE on Apple is 28. That's high. I mean, even for somebody who owns a lot of Apple, that's high. March 6th, 
Goldman buy 199 price target. The average target price is 169. You're trading at 164. I would not be recommending it buying it here. If you are looking into Apple, um, it might be a good week to buy Apple. If we look at some of the seasonality of Apple um, and you look at April going back to 1999, 24 years, 67% win. Uh, March was a 72% win. March, July, and October are the big winners up in the 70s, seasonally for this one. So, I mean, even if we go back to, let's look at a weekly here, because um, TrendSpider has week of the year too. You're here, 63%. 63% win. Last week would have been better for Apple. You were at 70% win. Um, 13 per, uh, of all 13 changes were positive. 14 changes were positive. Again, it's, four, it's 19 years that you're going back. So I like Apple. I just think anything under 160 is probably a good buy. Um, if, if you want to buy this one, I would follow the weekly stock pick. He's had some really good um, numbers. I just worry that Apple is a little too high at this point. I think I just bought a bunch in the 150s with uh, rein dividend reinvestment stuff. Um, I, I typically don't look at that. I just reinvest it. It's fairly, I mean, I think my dividends are in the $2,000 every quarter or something. I got a lot of shares. So I got a lot of shares of this one. Um, but it, it's, oh, and the other thing that I wanted to bring up was on, uh, in our private Facebook group, um, I share a lot of TrendSpider stuff. And if I particularly look at the one this is one that I really liked because you can see I shared Tesla daily chart. It looks like they're breaking out. There's a head and shoulders there. Um, uh, I'll bring that, that one up in a little bit. But here's the one that I wanted to bring up. Apple's um, rising wedge. This goes back. This is a monthly chart that goes back all the way to 1998. This is a monthly chart that moves. Boom. 2022 was right here. So you've all of a sudden got this little breakout that might be happening and you're going up above 200. So I would say that my weekly stock pick, eh, if you're buying Apple here, I don't know that you necessarily want to sell it at the end of the week. He will for his uh, data tracking purposes, um, but I do like it. Stephanie Link was on this morning. She said CVX, which is um, uh, Chevron, Fang, which is Diamondback, and SLB. Uh, I have SLB in our uh, energy names that I trade. 4814 was the buy-in. Uh, right now it's trading at 52. It is up 6% in pre-market, just like every other energy stock. Um, Leon Cooperman was on this morning. He's 20% uh, energy, which is huge in his portfolio. 20% energy. So there was some other news this morning about do, do, do EDR. Um, this is Endeavor Group is going to buy WWE. The, um, the um, announcement may come today. Endeavor Group is up 3% in pre-market. It's a pretty well-aligned group. This is uh, who owns uh, UFC and other live events. They do it well. So if I were you know, considering getting into WWE, I probably wouldn't buy either one of these. I'm just not a huge fan. 
I'm not a huge fan of any of these these events, blah, blah, blah. But if you like it, again, if you buy the pay-per-views, if you go to the events, Endeavor, which is EDR, is buying WWE. You can read up on that news. Pretty big news for you to look at. Um, AI, one of the other Facebook things that, that I shared was this morning, and it's that um, AI is up 23% in three months. And one of TrendSpider's actual indicators that I will not pull up, but you can pull it up, it's called the TW Pivot. It signaled a buy exactly at the lows. It is an exclusive um, indicator to TrendSpider. You can go in and you can set it up. But AI was up big, big on Friday. Uh, Look at that candle. I mean, you've got a 16% morning candle. The low was 27. The high was 32. It closed at 32. Um, you're right now trading at 33.57. AI, in my mind, is a piece of junk. I think it's got the, the best symbol out there right now. But other than that, I don't think it has anything else. If you remember the other AI plays that we were day trading, um, back, I guess about a couple of months ago or so, was BBAI. This is Big Bear AI. Uh, $1.85 was the buy here. Uh, and you're still in. You're trading at $2.51. Huge, huge upside right there. You're just trading around the 200-day. Nothing more. I mean, this one in, in the month of uh, January, it got you in at $0.73, cents and it got you out. Uh, with a 438% profit in February. That is just January to February. You four times your money. Put $1,000 in here. Would have been $4,000 out here. So, um, yeah, BBAI. Again, $1.85 was the buy-in on March 21st. If you want to use the 65-minute algorithm on this one, um, which remember, the 65-minute algorithm is just on the eight-day EMA. It is just uh, uh, buying at the, uh, oh, I got to bring this down. Uh, buying at the um, uh, eight day, when it crosses up on the eight day EMA, selling when it, it crosses down on the eight day EMA. You're in at $1.99. It's at $2.51 right now. So on the eight day EMA. So get TrendSpider, set that one up. BBAI is one. SOUN, SoundHound AI. This is one that has a gap up here at 327. You're trading at 276 um, on the the eight day EMA, um, 65 minute algorithm. It is two dollars and ten cents was the buy. You're trading at 276. Big big moves in this one. So um, we talked about that. Uh, UNH, other big news in the core portfolio. UNH is up about three percent in pre market. Remember, I bought this at 485. The algorithm has you buy in at 465 right now. Uh, pretty good move. You're up at 488 in pre market. 488. You've got this descending wedge right here. It is going to break out of that. It's going to open up above it. So you do have a bit of a breakout here. Uh, essentially, the government announced that they will not cut healthcare spending and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, read up on the news about it. So, Let's talk about some scans. First one, Microsoft. Microsoft has a secondary cross-up. 278 was the initial cross-up. You are down 1% at 285. My mind, I think it's a little bit expensive. 
Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let's look at that was on the um, 65 minute. I'm sorry. This is a secondary cross up. The original purchase on this one was 254. I think up here, you're a little bit high. We talked about Apple having a very high um, uh, PE at 28. When you go to Microsoft, the PE is actually 32. The difference is Microsoft is cloud. Microsoft is using AI. Microsoft has um, you know, a few more things than Apple has. Apple traditionally is, is based on the iPhone, but it's a little bit high. Again, a secondary cross-up. I don't see a button hook happening. I'd rather see you wait on that one. But Microsoft crossed up. Pan W, uh, Palo Alto Networks. This one crossed up. You've got this gap here between 168 and 180, um, which is still in play. You know, you're just getting out of this, this buy-in here on December 30th. Uh, you got out with a 32% gain on March 15th. You just got back in at 191. You're trading at 199. It's at 198, but it had a secondary cross up. Um, CrowdStrike. Uh, this is another cybersecurity. Uh, this is a secondary cross up. This one on the four hour. We bought in way back on January 12th at 97. You're at 137 right now. It's had a pretty decent, you know, cross up here. Um, the Golden Cross happened on March 17th. This is just a secondary. You can see there's tons of button hooks, but no real downfall. It's going to cover this gap. It's, it's pretty much closed it at 135. Um, you know, there's, I think there's another gap. Nope. Different stock. I uh, thought there was another gap a little bit further back, but no. Um, you don't have, you do have some small gaps here. Looks like about 180 or so. But nothing, nothing enormous. Um, I do own CrowdStrike. It's in my personal portfolio, so I do own it. Um, TSM, this is the one that uh, Warren Buffett sold out of and has just been on a bit of a downslide. It's got another secondary cross-up. Their earnings are coming up April 14th. Eh, I'm a little bit nervous about the Taiwan uh, situation with China. Uh, Meta had another cross-up. This is another secondary cross-up. This one... 189 was the actual buy-in. Uh, it's trading at 211. Uh, 208 in pre-market. I say anything under 200, I think you could pull the trigger. Uh, mRNA. This is Moderna. This had a cross-up at 152. This is one you absolutely trade on hype. It's got a, a cross-up here at 168. It's below its 200-day. They have earnings coming up May 2nd. This is 100% just hype. These guys, if they announce anything with flu, uh, anything to do with anything else, it immediately moves the problem that you have with Moderna, and we'll bring it up here on Finviz so you can look at it. It's PE is seven. There's no dividend. You're down 14%. Um, the average target price is 226. So at 150, you'd think it's good. Well, here, Stefan Bensel is basically selling about $10 million a day <clears throat> at this point. It was five, six million dollars a day. Now it's ten million dollars a day. The guy's just selling out his entire fortune. He's the CEO. So uh, the most recent March thirteenth, uh, TD Cowan upgraded him with a one hundred and eighty dollar price target. It's just a little bit difficult to hold on to. Your next cross up is Nvidia. Uh, Two thirty two was the initial cross up. I thought it was going to hit this gap on the way down. It hasn't. It's at 277. It's trading at 274. This is a secondary cross-up. It is high up there. 
If you want to invest in AI, NVIDIA, or AMD are probably the ones NVIDIA just has the cross-up today. Uh, TSM as well has a cross-up. Roblox, this is one that I'm a big fan of, but I'm a big fan under 40. The problem is at 44.70, it looks like it still has room to run. You're just getting out of this 7% gain. Uh, this one, the algorithm um, loses you 59%. Buying and holding loses you 36%. But in the algorithm, your average win is 16%. I would rather see you closer to the 200-day, which is at 36. Um, this one at 44 is a little bit expensive for me to actually say, hey, go in and buy it. Um, someone in our Facebook group posted that Costco is kind of just, Costco is in no man's land right here. I mean, it's just kind of trading in this range of between 470 and 500. I think anything under 500 is a good long-term buy for this one. Um, I, I think 500 is your kind of pivot point. The PE is expensive. It's 36. It is expensive. Year to date, you're up 8%. For one year, you're down 13%. I think this one ran up when people started going back in, back to stores and buying last year. They started basically uh, you know, just loading up on stuff. Eh, it is what it is. Uh, Ethereum, we talk about uh, GBTC. ETHE just had another cross up. And it's here at about 857, uh, which is where you're trading in pre-market. You know, if you want to trade um, some, uh, some crypto, GBTC. ETHE, BITO, there's a lot of ETFs out there that you can trade. Um, uh, let's see, SMMT is one. Uh, I think, I thought I had Mara. Yeah, I do. Okay, I do have Mara in here too. SMMT, this is the one with that huge, if we go in here and we look at the insider buys, SMMT, this had a, the Robert Dugan, uh, March 6th, but $395 million. Well, I'm sorry, there's two buys. So it's almost $500 million worth of uh, stock in the company. Um, Co-executive CEO uh, on March 8th bought $16 million of this company. Um, it is a biotech. It is not something that, that I would say, hey, absolutely get into. This is a roll of the dice, but it had a $1.70. Um, you're just getting out of this 8% gain. Had a $1.70. It pivoted right up. So SMMT. Another one that I really like, and I don't think that this one's a huge gamble, but TD, TDD, the trading desk, this is, has, has a secondary cross up. These are the guys that basically insert ads if you're streaming video. Simple. It's a great product, great service. Um, they insert the ads. They, they have that technology. So the average win is 13%. If you want to read a little bit more about it, go over to Finviz. The PE is huge. It's still expensive, 647. Um, this is one where the average price target is 68. You're trading at 50. Uh, I'm sorry, you're trading at 60 right now. Um, you can see there's no real insider stuff really going on. There's some sale. Uh, there was a sale from the chief technology officer on March 27th. Oh, I'm sorry. There is $30 million at $60.67. So I'd kind of assume that, you know, $60 is probably a, a pretty big top for them uh, since the CTO is, is you know, CC is swelling, is selling that much. Uh, Mara, we talk about. 
Mara had another cross-up at $8.70. If you want to look at Mara on the 65-minute, it actually trades really well on the 65-minute. Uh, over two, eight, eight months, I'm sorry, eight months, uh, the 65-minute the algorithm, which is just the eight-day EMA, trade it when it crosses up, you make 129%. If you just bought and held Mara, you'd lose 34%. So this one performs really well on the 65-minute. On the four-hour, it just had a cross-up, and the cross-up is at $8.70. You're trading at $8.44, down 3%. So there's some ideas for you. There's the podcast. If you want me, if, you know, it, there's three sponsors. Visible, uh, there's Transpider, and then there's ID Shop. ID Shop is the company that I work for. They do uh, printing, badges, uh, lanyards, any of your promotional materials, anything of that sort. They do family-run business out of South Carolina, Georgia. It's down south there where I live. Um, absolutely 100%. Great, fantastic people. Um, these are the best of the best. They will handle you tremendously. Uh, my guarantee of that. I work for them. I am going to go uh, this week. I'm doing women's soccer for MLS, and it's in Chicago and Houston. I leave on Wednesday, so I know Wednesday and Thursday there will not be a show. I know Friday probably not a show. Um, I fly to Houston. I think on Saturday Saturday night. Sunday, uh, I'll be in my hotel room watching the Masters. Uh, Monday, probably not a show. Tuesday, probably not a show. And next Wednesday, probably not a show because I'm flying home on Wednesday. So if you have any questions, join the Facebook group. I'll try and answer as many questions as I can. Uh, if you have TrendSpider, you can do your own scans. You can take a look at these things. You can absolutely use the 65-minute, use the four-hour algorithm. If you have FinViz, research the thing. If you want me to look at it, I'll look at it. I may do some, uh, you know, a short little YouTube. Go over to YouTube, subscribe to YouTube, because if you ask me a question, I may just answer it on YouTube and do a short little video like this in the hotel room. So it won't be huge, but... You know, at least it'll get you what you need to do. But join the Facebook group. That's usually where I'm kind of responding to stuff. Um, Twitter, if you have Twitter, you can absolutely follow me on Twitter. If you don't have social media and just have an email address, there's an email down below. Uh, I want to also thank everybody who's signing up for the um, the newsletter. I promise the newsletter's coming at some point. By the way, uh, just so everyone's aware too, I'm going to bring this one up. Because I was at a Simon Mall this weekend. Um, it was packed. Packed. Now, I went to the Under Armour store. I found a sweatshirt for 19 bucks that was normally $75. Liked it, bought it. Their socks, loved their no-show socks. Um, they were on sale, 30% off. Got them for 19 bucks. Loved that one. Um, didn't find anything else in the Under Armour store. Not that there weren't things there that I liked. It was just, it couldn't find the, the right value. So I never go to the Nike store. The Nike store is where everybody's at. I hate Nike stuff. Uh, part of, I love Nike stock, hate um, Nike uh, stuff. I just can't stand Nike uh, clothing, um, shoes, can't stand them. Uh, you know, again, it's a personal thing, totally personal thing. Um, but I went into Puma cause I have liked Puma. 
Uh, first thing I realized, which was shocked, your boy is a small in Puma. Uh, you folks, average folks out there, need to start exercising. Because if I'm considered a small, uh, this, this world is crazy. Uh, again, Americans are kind of the biggest in the world, so blah, 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 whatever you want. But uh, yeah, I'm a small. Uh, if, if for some reason I wind up losing a little bit more weight, uh, I'm going to probably have to go to kid sizes, which I did back in 2011, I think it was. Uh, your boy lost a ton of weight and went to the, the, the baby gap, the baby gap store. Uh, but first thing is I went to um, the Puma store and I found actually you never find this in outlets where you have a bottom and a top. Uh, so I'm taking it back to the eighties. I got sweatsuits with the bottoms and the tops. I think I got three outfits, uh, for 120 bucks. Not bad. Not bad at all. Three sweatsuits basically for a hundred. So if you see me in the airport, I'll be traveling in a sweatsuit. Um, but yeah, Simon property group packed, just packed parking lot was packed. So wanted to bring that one up. Okay. That's it. Uh, take care. Have fun. I will see you tomorrow.